All right. Here we are now with the next part in our series, Glimpses of Glimpses. This series is a commentary on the book Glimpses of a Golden Childhood by Osho, which is, of course, the story of his childhood or some of the stories, some of the little anecdotes of his childhood. So, what I thought we would do in this segment is just look at this thing of Osho fulfilling prophecies. <laughs> and this is sort of a this is sort of another one of those things like past lives where you you, you sort of listen to it and you think, yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting story, but does it really mean anything? You know, I'm I'm a bit skeptical and and in fact Osho himself, he doesn't believe in any of these prophecies or fulfilling of destiny or anything like that and he does very much say that well in Indian culture in that time in that place there was a tendency for people to believe superstitious things or to get ideas about coincidences where they feel that ah well, this must mean that this boy is special or something like this. So, you might ask, like, well, you know, how did Osho become the phenomenon that he did? How did he blow up so massive? Because if you look at his later life, right, he's global. He's massive. He's He's an absolute phenomenon. And you wonder, well, how did that happen? Where where did that all start? Where did it all begin? And and part of it was with one of his gurus that he had as a kind of mentor who we'll talk about in a later part. But another part of it was these little prophecies, was these little things where the superstitions started. So let's take a look at these. Let's look at a few a few examples. There's the one where Osho sees a buffalo and he decides he wants to ride it, but he rides it backwards, right? So, that's pretty abstract. That's pretty weird. And he goes ahead and he does this, and I think I think it's like on a farm or something. I don't really know much about buffalo. I don't know how hard it is to ride a buffalo backwards. I mean, is it like riding a horse, or is it like... Or is it like bull riding and it kicks you off? I don't know. But anyways, this happens. And then months later or years later, whenever it is, he goes to the museum. And when he's at the museum, he sees the statue of Lao Tzu, who is sitting on a buffalo backwards. And he starts laughing, right? He starts having this massive laughter to himself of the absurdity because he understands Lao Tzu's idea, right? He was like, ah, I had the same idea. For some reason, there was just this intuition. I feel like riding a buffalo backwards. And the, what do you call, the the museum guy whoever was on duty came over and said, why are you laughing? 
And he says, well, this is because this is what I've done, riding the buffalo backwards. Now, you can make the connection there, right? Ah, well, that means Osho is in the same level as Lao Tzu. Does that mean he's he is Lao Tzu? That proves it, right? But then also you can say, well, it is just a coincidence. It is just this thing that is quite funny that happened. And there's another example where I believe when Osho's mother was pregnant, there was something that happened where there was a flood and she was sort of in the house, pregnant with Osho in the belly, and the flood came up to a certain point, which was just where sort of Osho was, and that's where the water level was, and then the water receded. And there was some scripture or some story or or some local religion or something that said something about that as a prophecy, that said something about the child who is having that, or the mother who carries the child that has that, then will give birth to some sort of, you know, saviour or Buddha or something like that. And, of course, that's just a story, right? That uh, Like, Osho doesn't put anything to that. But the significance of that was that his mother, once that had happened, started to sense and started to feel that she was carrying someone very important. She was carrying someone very significant. And, (laughs) I mean, every mother feels their child is so significant, right? They mean the world to them. So, is there a difference? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a mother. But at least that's one other story. And then there's another one where they cross the river and it doesn't crash. Like, I think it's like the 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 mother is trying to get across the river... And the boatmaster says, oh, okay, how many, how many people are there? And, and there's some superstition where if three people are on the boat, then the boat will crash. Right? This, this is a good example of one that's pretty, pretty much just like, you know what? Why do people believe these silly things? Right? Why do people have this? So, I, I think the story goes that the boatmaster had this superstition which was in India, where if a mother and a child and a and a uncle or something or the father are on the same boat, then the boat will crash, and the then the the boat guy's like, "Well, I'm not going to take you." And then they're like, "Well, we have to cross this river tonight because there's nowhere for her to stay, and it's going to be dangerous, and she's pregnant, so we have to take her across." And there was some other thing where it was like, can't you take one and then go back or something like that. It was There was some reason where it it just didn't work. And then eventually the the mother convinced him to let him on and to go against his superstition. And they got on the boat and they went across and it didn't crash. It was fine. 
And so then the the boatmaster was like, ah, so it's a miracle. Ah, so he's, you know, <laughs> he's he's gone against the prophecy of he's sort of somehow defied the laws of nature. This child is a special child. And it's like, well, no, it's just that the boat didn't crash and your superstition was wrong. <laughs> but from that, the boatmaster still had that story and it still sort of propagated. So that's another example. And then there's another one where Osho starts giving out sweets. So this is a funny story where people come to him for medicine or they start coming to him for like advice. And I think it started like someone was talking to him about, oh, someone is sick and Osho says, oh, give them this and he gives them sweets he gives them like chocolates or something and so other people start coming and (laughs) it actually turns into a kind of business right it's almost like he's got his own shop front and Osho's father finds out about this and he says you man you can't do this you can't have this and and Osho realizes well most people will get better on their own most people don't really need medicine. They just need some sweets. They just need something because they need, you know, like the prop up. And <laughs> Osho's father is like, man, you can't do this because people do need real medicine sometimes. And also, not only that, but we're, we're trying to run a business here. And, and, I, and I think Osho is actually charging money for this, right? He's, he's quite an entrepreneur in a number of things. He's quite sort of inventive in some of his businesses. Like, there's the other story where there's this tree which has nails in it, and the superstition there is that there's there's ghosts. And if you take the nail out of the tree, then you're going to release the ghosts or something. So, people people come to this tree with under this superstition that they have a ghost following them or something haunting them. And they nail the tree, which will then sort of nail the ghost to it and keep the ghost to it. And so, (laughs) Osho is pulling out the nails to this tree and selling the nails as his business. And this is something that is a big no-no, right? There's a lot of people who think, oh, now you're going to be haunted. Now everything's going to be going wrong. And... When he, when the people find out about this, like when he, when his family and his father find out about it, it's this really big thing. He really gets in trouble, right? It's like, how could you do this? It's almost like sacrilegious for you to do this. And and Osho is just like, well, well, nothing's happened, right? Look at the proof. You know, it's like the guy crossing the river on the boat. You sort of have this superstition, and then you sort of test it and then it turns out to be nothing right (laughs) but then the other side of it is some people felt that well okay this kid has been able to pull these nails out that means he can speak to ghosts (laughs) that proves that he knows something about the ghosts and he can sense that ghostly realm right so so it's always this funny thing of the superstition and then being reversed and then taking the reversal of the superstition 
as, well, that's proof of the superstition. (laughs) So, that's another sort of funny little story. And then, there is also the story where he is giving one of his family members the medicine and he gives it the wrong way around. And the family member actually does get sick. It's actually a very big problem. But he realizes that what's more important is how he feels about the person. And there's a lesson there that, well, there's a difference between the technical detail of which medicine to give and how much and under what conditions and so on, and also the connection of, well, who is it that you're treating? This is a family member, someone you care about. This is someone you really love. This is someone you really sincerely, right? That difference these of these two things, the sort of scientific, real, follow the, the textbook approach to treating someone and the, the compassionate human connection side. Well, he, he learnt that by giving this medicine to someone because, well, it's, it's almost like the opposite of superstition, right? This is where the science comes into it. He gave medicine to a family member from that loving place, from that caring place, and he got it wrong, which meant they got sick. So he thought, well, okay, now we do need the science. Now I do need to actually get things right. And so those two sides, well, we often miss one of those, right? Western medicine very much does just go, well, here are the drugs, here's the textbook answer, here's the solution on a chemical level, and it's lacking that warmth feeling, that sort of human connection, the human touch, we could we could say. And in that experience, well, Osho learnt that difference. He could see both of them. He could see, well, that's what's happening. And and you really sense that. I mean, from all these stories like, you know, sitting on the buffalo backwards and pulling out the nails of the ghost tree and, you know, the story of his mother crossing the river when the when he was pregnant, when she was pregnant with him and sort of giving the medicine and selling the sweets as a business. Like, all all of these stories, you get this sense that Osho has learnt something from them. There are moments in his life where he's experienced something about interacting with other people. And from that experience, he's deduced how things work how people think, how people relate. And that is really the significance of these stories. That is the significance of his awareness. He's gone through life learning about life and figuring out from his own experiences how things work. And those lessons are varied, right? Sometimes the lesson is people are superstitious idiots, Sometimes the lesson is people need compassion and they need someone to just give them something like a sweet as a way of understanding, as a token of understanding, as a token of human connection. So there was from a very early age a kind of 
superstitious following that opened up around Osho. And many people did start to believe that he was some sort of spiritual being. And, of course, the other side of this was that (laughs) there was so much mischief and so much trouble that he got into. So, he was, well, I guess, I guess you call that notorious, right? Some people love him, some people hate him, some people were very much drawn to him, some people were very much repulsed by him and angered by him, and, well, that's just notoriety or notoriousness, right? It is that you've heard of him, right? You always hear a story about Osho, you always hear about him getting into something, right? And that's not the case with everyone. Many people do just have a quiet life. Most people do just keep to themselves. But that's not Osho. It's never going to happen with Osho. It was never going to happen with Osho. Alright, so those are a few stories. And we will continue with the next part. I don't know what we'll do in the next part. Maybe maybe something on women. We're also going to look at Jesus. And a few other things that we'll get to in the, the later parts. So, thanks very much. Make sure you tune in to the next episode. And we'll be back soon with more. That's all I have to say for now. <laughs>